Welcome back to the Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham and welcome to my show. And I swear there is someone listening. I think I might have like bugs or something in my studio here because either CNBC is listening to this, YouTube is listening to this, or, or maybe it's the heavens up above. Because literally, no joke, the other day, I was just complaining that I don't know what to do in between millennial money episodes. They don't post enough of them. That's the thing. They post them like every other week. And, and so I'm sitting here just twiddling my thumbs, trying to do phone calls and do all this other sort of stuff in between millennial money episodes because they don't post enough. And then literally I say that and the next day, the next day, we have a millennial money episode. That's not a coincidence. I've noticed every single time I complain that they don't post enough millennial money episodes, the next day they post an episode. So thank you, CNBC, for doing this for us today. Because it's not just me, it's all of us. All of us get to enjoy the excitement of millennial money. And this brings us to today's episode. It is called Living on 38K a Year in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wait for it, millennial money. I don't like how they put millennial money in the very beginning of the title. I don't know why they started doing that. It doesn't make any sense to me. If CNBC is watching, if if you guys are watching this, what's up, guys? Put millennial money at the very end. It just, it it sounds better. I don't think it performs any better for like SEO or anything like that to put it at the very end. Uh, Because you guys are really the pioneers of millennial money. So, So put it towards the end. It just sounds better when I read it off in my videos. But anyway, let's get into this video and see what all of this is about. I want to have my own coffee shop. I want to wake up one day and walk down the street and be able to open my own store. Wow! Wow! Literally, like, I I think it's so funny. They gotta be listening to me. CNBC, you gotta, because my thing, my thing is, is the 20 cent iced coffee. That, that is my like creation. Like you have Victor Frankenstein who created Frankenstein and you have Graham Stephan that created the 20 cent iced coffee. I pioneered, if there's, if there's any legacy I wanna leave in my life, it's the 20 cent iced coffee. The fact that she wants to open a coffee shop It's smart because if there's one thing millennials love spending money on, it's coffee. That's genius. You work really hard and you make money. Having your own business, you have to be careful, but also to be so meticulous and count down to the penny to me is just like too much anxiety. Here's the thing though. Here's my philosophy when it comes to this. Budgeting should never bring out anxiety unless you're doing something wrong. Unless you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing and budgeting is only going to bring that to light, budgeting should be something to enjoy because you should see your budget and be like, wow, I able to save a lot of money because I'm drinking 20 cent iced coffee. No joke, one of my things is that like usually a few nights a week, I'm, 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 it's kind of dirty here, but usually a few nights a week I, I log into my computer, you know, incognito mode and I, and I go on mint.com and I just look over all of my expenses. Here's, here's how much I spent, you know, a little bit, and then here's how much I made. <laughs> I, I love doing that. I do it really late at night when no one's, when no one's watching. It's, it's a beautiful thing. That's what you guys should do though, for real. 
that's what you like. Everyone should be budgeting. It should be an enjoyable experience, and you should just continually work to improve on it. It's like going to the gym and seeing yourself from like a year ago, and you get to see the improvements along the way. That's what budgeting should be like. Unless you're doing something wrong, in which case you'll have anxiety. Cutting back on expenses, such as like going out down the street to get drinks. I mean, it's not a question. It's just like, all right, we got to do this thing. Rent five hundred and eighty dollars a month. That's great. I have zero complaints with that. But 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 I saw right here, her food budget is six hundred dollars a month. I don't even spend six hundred dollars a month on food. I don't do that. What are you spending twenty dollars a day on on food? How do you spend more on food than you do on rent? That makes no sense to me. Okay, but anyway, we're, we're gonna hopefully find out more about that in, in in the video. Then we got debt repayment, three hundred and fifty dollars on credit card debt. Huh? Why would you spend six hundred dollars a month on food when you have credit card debt? Unless, boom, mind blown here. She's putting the food on the credit card and then paying off the credit card as as the debt. Maybe we're gonna find out on that. Transportation one hundred and seventy dollars. Gas oil changes. It's probably just a lot of gas. Okay. Utilities and Wi-Fi one twenty five. That's not bad. Then we got subscriptions one hundred and twenty dollars a month. Gym, Spotify, iCloud. Here's the thing. I, I I can't ever talk about someone spending a lot of money in the gym because I spend a lot of money in the gym. So I, I'll let that pass. Insurance ninety dollars a month for car insurance. That's fair. Her spending isn't bad, but the food is ridiculous. That's my biggest complaint thus far. I moved to Charlotte with no savings and basically no money, and ended up couch surfing on six different couches. So I was working about 70 or 80 hours a week to save up money to find my own place. You know what? I gotta hand it to her. She worked really hard for what she's had so far, and I totally respect her for that. New York is a ridiculously expensive city. There's no way, unless you're a barista living off of like you know $1,500 a month, which is I think the you know, the glamour series. It's really difficult to live in New York on that sort of income. So it makes sense. My partner and I, Xavier, we met in CrossFit. Health is super important to us, so we spend $100 each per month on a weightlifting functional fitness membership. That's one of the things that I always say that if you're going to spend money on something, have it be your health. You know, I, I think if if spending $100 a month gets you going to the gym, it gets you healthy. You can live longer, and because you can live longer, you can make more money. I think a gym is always a great investment. For people to make, you know, I, I, regardless, I think of how much money you make. You know, as long as you go to the gym, make sure to go to the gym. My partner and I are vegan. We do like to spend a little bit extra money on buying organic foods that are healthy to fuel the, the busy lives that we have. That's why she's spending so much money on food because she's vegan. And I hate to say it, but it's so true. Every vegan option out there—I don't know why I quotationed marked the the vegan. Every vegan. Food out there is like instantly thirty percent more expensive because they know you have no other options. They know if you go to a vegan restaurant that they're one of the few vegan restaurants out there, and they're going to charge you more because of that. That's a problem. Even when you go to the grocery store, you have chicken and then you have vegan chicken. The vegan chicken is like twice as expensive because they know that you will pay the extra bit. For that, so they take advantage of you. The same thing with,、uh, let's say, weddings. You know, they they overcharge on 
everything with weddings because they know that there are very few other options out there and they could just gouge you for, for money. The vegan whole thing is, is the same way. They just, they just get you for your money. I don't like that. That's why, that's why I'm not vegan. I, I don't want to be gouged. Oh, that looks so good though. Ugh. I ended up getting into coffee because of my love for traveling and then I would, as I traveled, go to like the local spots and visit them. I feel like that's where a lot of culture is. That's how I've made friends from coffee. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you guys watch Matt Delva. I, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but anyway, he's got one of the most amazing YouTube channels that like I get some of my creative uh, ideas from his channel because it's so good. He actually quit caffeine for 30 days and said one of the major aspects that he missed with coffee was the social aspect of it and the bonding experience of going and getting a coffee. And I, I certainly agree with that. So I can certainly see what she's saying if she's going and traveling and getting coffee and experiencing different cultures and something. It, it's true, but cold brew, $4. Wait a second. I'm sorry. This is a conflict of interest because I don't know. I don't know how to handle this one because Part of it for me is that I, I, am, I, I tell everyone to not go and get coffee. I tell everybody to be like, yo, just go and make coffee at home for, for 20 cents. Don't spend $4 on coffee. I don't want to say or do anything to bring down her, her business and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I want to be true to myself and I want to be like, 20 cent iced coffee, man. This is like we're in direct competition of one another. Not that I'm selling coffee, but... I went online before ever starting it and I was like, how to start my own coffee company? And they were like, you need $25,000 to start your own company. I was like, well, I don't have $25,000, but I'm gonna start small, super small. Why does she need $25,000 to start a coffee roasting business? Why? If it were me, if, if I were starting a coffee business, what I would probably do is try to export my own beans. The thing is, I feel like a lot of these beans you're kind of reused throughout a lot of different coffee companies. I'm sure they all source them from like the 10 same spots and maybe they do their own little like stuff with them. And then, and then a lot of it's, I think, branding. If I wanted to do coffee like this, I would probably find a supplier somewhere, ship it in, rebrand it as 20 cent iced coffee, and then I would just make YouTube videos on it. I would send it to different influencers to go and try for free, and then hopefully they post about it. And then I just try to build a brand around the coffee. You know, you don't need like a physical location. I think all of this should really be done online. And now I'm tempted just to start my own coffee, because I'm curious how that would do. What do you guys think? Should I just sell, maybe I should just, drop YouTube and just sell coffee now. I want Levitate to be a coffee shop and I want it to be a home for people. I want it to be a place of solace for them like it was for me. Okay, so let me just say this from my own perspective. I have seen the business model of coffee shops and it's, it's expensive and it's time consuming to run a coffee shop because this is actually something I looked into this back in like 2013 or 14. I really wanted to own, I wanted to buy into a franchise and you could just start up like, like an iced coffee shop or do something kind of, you know, I really wanted to do something like that. And I looked into it. I'm like, wow, the amount of work and overhead and time that it takes or the amount of money that you get in return. It's not worth it unless you're selling a whole bunch of other stuff. And then once you sell other stuff, then essentially you're getting into the restaurant business. And not only that, you have to manage employees and then you're getting into the management bit. It's just, it's not worth it. If she's going after money, it's so incredibly difficult to run a successful coffee shop. It's so hard given the amount of money that you have to invest in that and the amount of time.
If she's going for this because she wants to create this place, this atmosphere that makes her happy, and she's doing it because she it's just a fun thing for her, by all means. But we got to separate the two from you're doing something because it's going to make a ton of money or you're doing something because you really love it and it's really something you want to do. I feel like she's she's taking the money, throw, throwing the money away. She's doing something because she really wants to do it. She's passionate about it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, let's call it for what it is. She's doing something that she really loves that... It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money to, to the ROI basically. From when I looked at this, was just not there for, for me to get involved in, even though I love coffee. The expenses that come with having your own coffee business, initially, I put it on my credit card. I love the fact that she knows how to run a business uh, and keep it lean because keeping a business lean without a lot of overhead and a lot of expenses is so important to making a profit. I'm not profiting from my business yet. I don't expect to profit from my business until at least three to four years in. I feel like the first few years when you're opening your business, you're experimenting, you're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. It's worth it when it's something that it's not work. How do you run a business for three to four years, a coffee shop and not be profitable? How do you, how? I, I just don't understand the point of doing that and the point of not being profitable for such a long time. Why? What's the point in that? I mean, I, I get that you love it, but the fact that you have to work at this for four years without earning anything, that eats away at you. Because here's the thing, if you're doing something for passion, that's fine. But once you start grinding away and losing money, it just slowly sucks that passion away that you once had because now you're running it as a business and it's no longer something you necessarily love because you gotta treat it like a business. You gotta make money. It's not a charity. You gotta, we, we gotta make this profitable. Guys, we, we gotta support Levitate Coffee. We gotta do this. We gotta band together. There's no way. There's no way I'm gonna let her uh, run three to four years without making a profit. That, that, no. Uh-uh. Not, not today. You don't have to answer to anybody else. It's your company and it's not about the money at that point, in my opinion. That's not how you run a business. That's not how you run a business. You can't do that. A business is about making money. If, if it's not about making money, you're running a hobby. You're, you're, you're doing a hobby right now. That's what we got to call it. A business is making money. Every business that I have ever wanted, it's it, the, the, the number one is making money. And in order to do that, I, I do believe you got, you got to be passionate about it. You got to treat your customers fairly. You got to give them a great price. You got to offer something. You, you always got to offer the customer more than what they pay for. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a business. You got to make money doing this. I, I just get so frustrated. It's, you got to make money. I can't afford health insurance with a growing small business and living expenses. $200 a month for moderate insurance is just not affordable. Cut back on the food and get yourself some insurance. I don't, I don't, I don't, there, there's, there's a disconnect here. There's something, there's something they're not telling us in here. You could afford it. I'm telling you right now, I'm 100% sure you could afford it. It's just, it's just priorities. If you feel like you don't want to go without health insurance, that's fine. I respect you for that decision, but to say you can't afford it, you can afford it. It's it's the food in the business right now. You got to run the business for a profit, and it's not healthy to have no savings and no insurance. How is the business supposed to stay afloat if something, God forbid, happens to you, and you have medical bills, or something happens and you need a savings? 
your business has to make a profit to pay for those things because you are you are the priority. You you got to put yourself first sometimes. It's not about creating a, an amazing customer atmosphere. You got to take care of yourself. I think that having a savings and a retirement isn't as easy as it used to be. You know what? I would argue it's easier now to save money than it was before. There are so many apps. And there are so many programs and just spreadsheets and everything at your disposal. And not only that, but the information to learn not only how to make money, but to save money has never been easier before because everything you need, as long as you have an internet connection, you can learn anything you want. And not only that, you could talk to people from around the world who can help you on this journey. Reddit.com slash r slash personal finance. There you go. There's a community of people dedicated to personal finance that they'll help you out. I don't have any student loan debt. A lot of my friends have like thirty or forty thousand dollars of student loan debt that they're paying off. I don't have that, thankfully. So I'm okay with my six or seven thousand dollars in credit card debt right now. You know what? I actually got a genius idea. If she's watching this right now, this is gonna this this is actually gonna save you a lot of money. Go and get a zero interest credit card with one of those promotional offers. Then do a balance transfer. Take your $7,000 in credit card debt and then move it over to the zero interest promotional credit card debt. You're going to pay a 3% um, transfer fee on whatever the debt is. But still, that means now you get zero interest on your credit card debt for 12 to 18 months so you can just pay it off without paying a dime in interest. I just saved you money. But you can't focus on that all of the time. Just focusing on being an autonomous person and having my own business as my focus and being able to eventually help out my family. You know, right now I get some help from them and eventually I'd like to be in a space where I am able to help those around me that have helped me out. All right, so we finished another episode of, wait for it, Millennial Money. And here's all I have to say about this. It's just, it's it's a bit of a train wreck. You know, it's, 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 it's just not good. It, it, the, the, the biggest thing I would say is the food and the business. Okay, you know what I'm going to do to help her out? Let's go on her website and let's order some coffee. I'm going to support her. Let's just order some Guatemala coffee. Okay. $9.30 for shipping. There we go. I just ordered some coffee. So I will update you guys when the coffee comes. And uh, yeah, I'll let you know how it is. And so anyway, if any of you guys want to support her, I mean, I, I have no affiliation to this. I'm just kind of doing this for fun. And I'll, I'll try it out. I like coffee, so I want to give it a shot. If any of you guys want to, you know, support her, this is one of these things where I feel like this is it's just a nice thing to do. So I'm going to link to her information down below in the description if you want to give it a shot. Feel free. And again, I'm not affiliated with this. I'm just, I figured like, why not? You know, I, I'm sitting here roasting her. Get it roasted her roasting her coffee i'm sitting here roasting her the least i could do is, is order some coffee so anyway with that said you guys thank you so much for watching i really appreciate it if you guys enjoy content like this as always smash the like button smash the subscribe button smash the notification bell add me on instagram i post there pretty much daily so if you want to be a part of it there feel free to add me there thank you again for watching and until next time